You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Joined as always by Shankers. Shankers, how are we? Hi, I'm good, Scott. Uh, just off the back of an end-to-end thrilling game there, so it's it's been a good start to the last 16 so far. Definitely, it's been a busy couple of games, but a busy couple of days as the four games were halfway through the, the round of 16. Stevie Murray's with us as well. Stevie, thanks very much for coming on. No worries. Brilliant. Well, looking forward to getting through these four games. We'll start off with the game yesterday where Denmark put in a really impressive performance to beat Wales 4-0. Doberg with two, Myla and Braithwaite with the goals, Harry Wilson was sent off for Wales. Stevie, how impressed were you with Denmark? I was very impressed by them. You can see that obviously everything that's happened to them just kind of galvanised the full squad and pushed them on a wee bit further, you know. It's just like, there was another force guiding them, so to speak, through the game. But uh, I thought Wales were poor as well, to be fair. Um, as, as good as Denmark were, Wales were quite poor. Uh, but the sending halves are short. That's never a sending half in a month nah, Sundays. No way. Nah. <laughs> See, the, you mentioned there about Wales being poor. Do you think Wales, do you know, I think Wales started quite bright and then the goal just completely changed it? I suppose, but then in, in a game like a game of that magnitude, if you don't get the first goal, the first goal is so, but even international football. It seems to be more important than international because very rarely do you see a team score first and then they overturn the deficit. You, if you seen, I think if you see the stats, it maybe happens a lot more infrequently than it does in club football because um, international football seems to be a lot of possession-based um, attacking and running down clocks and patience and everything else. Um but I, I think you need to, when you're on top like that, you probably need to score, uh, or at least stop Denmark scoring, as you say, took to the fizz out my wee bit. But I just, it's ah, uh, you're right. It probably just did knock the stuffing out of them, didn't it? Aye, I would say, I would, I would say the goal just completely changed Wales' perspective. Then when it went two 0 I just think Wales knew they were beat, and uh, you see with the red card, I don't think it is a red card, but it's a frustration kind of thing for Harry Wilson and uh, just to. Can I stop it, stop it as much as possible? Shankers, Denmark now are through to the, the quarterfinals. They've got an easier game than they probably thought they would have. I know we're probably dismissing Czech Republic, but are Denmark good enough to potentially cause a, a real upset in this tournament? I don't see see why not. They're, they're in a, a favourable side of the of the draw. So, And I think if you ask them a full the game, who would they rather face? The Czechs are or the Dutch, and they would, they would probably pick Czech Republic, but when you when you see their game, I'm sure we'll come on to it, they were very impressive as well, but they've got players to, they've not got to see like Wales, I've got like Ramsey and Bale, two kind of world-class players, Denmark are just kind of a togetherness, a real, especially after what they've been through, and they're still not ready, I think, I think if they just knew that, that their player was going to be safe and well after it, that, they would have took that, and, yeah. and went out of the groups, but they've progressed, and and obviously, it was very impressive yesterday. They, they worked really, really well as a team. They've played a kind of three-four-three, and and if they know their job, and, and they're hard to hard to break down, and they're, they're very good when they go forward. Uh, Boy Dolberg first first goal was a, a great finish. Uh, 
and then they kind of, as you said, once they get the second one, Wales kind of were dead in their feet after that, and they were, getting, they were getting picked off on the counter-attack a lot. You mentioned Casper Doberg there. Is MD, any of the two years know how tough a year Casper Doberg's had? I've seen a list of stuff earlier. It was, right. It was quite, in the uh, past, in the past year, Casper Doberg has tested positive for COVID, had an emergency appendix surgery after it burst, suffered three injuries, and had an £80,000 watch stolen by a niece teammate. I think that was the worst one at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, have you ever had anything near enough 80000 stolen by a teammate? <laughs> 80,000. I don't even think I've had any 8,000, so I don't move on for that. It was Kilmarnock, I think you remember, right? So, and I came through the youth system, so I get the loose change that was found down the back of the chairman's sofa. That was my <laughs> way. Well, touching another player as well who's really kind of caught my eye is uh, Joaquin Myler that plays about Atalanta. Obviously, scored the same in the tournament. Stevie, that boy's that boy looks pretty good, doesn't he? Uh, it does look good. And, and you always find there's always we get people that just come to the fore in the tournaments that nobody ever knew about and before you know it there's a bidding war on him he's going to end up at a big club with, with a bit of luck to him um, but he's looked very very sharp and uh, he's been impressive very impressive yeah definitely from a Wales perspective there's a couple of wee takeaways Shankers how do you rate Wales's performance in the whole tournament? I, th- I think the squad Wales have got last 16 Otters that are push is probably kind of exceeding the, the limits, to be honest. I, I, I don't think they've got a, a great squad. I think they've got a few good individual players, but when you put it together, is it, is it any better than the Scotland's? Apart from, apart from obviously, and when they've got bail in attacking positions, they can win a game at a drop of a heart. That, that's the only difference for them. But I, I think last 16... Uh, quarterfinals is probably where they kind of aiming for as a squad. I think they, their group, I mean, they, they probably thought they wouldn't even get out of the group to start with, with, with the teams that were in it. So I think them getting to the last 16 and, and then almost a kind of a playoff game to get to the quarters. Is, I know they reached the semi-final last time, but to be honest, it's not really going to happen again. It's what I kind of want off one of the things. So I think they probably got to a kind of realistic age of the tournament for, for their squad. Gareth Bale is the is the man you know the, the headlines are about after the game. Have you have you seen his interview? Aye. Well Aye. what was of it? Aye, exactly. Right. I'm gonna throw this out to you is both I'll ask you both about it. Is that the last time you see Gareth Bale on a football pitch, Stevie? I think he's got it in him for that to be the case. I really do. I mean at the end of the day he's if he gets a six, well, he's, he's last year of the contract at Madrid, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So, and he's, he gets 2.4 million a month. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so if, they're, if they're going to offer him around about 13 to 14 million to leave 50% of your contract, what else is he, what, where's the motivation for him to play? Honestly, where is the motivation? I know you, wait, what is he now? 38. Is he 32 yet? Is he 31? I think he, uh, 31. 31 maybe. Right. I just, I, I don't know. I think he's got it in his locker to chuck it because I don't, I, I know he was at Spurs last year, but I didn't see enough of him at Spurs to, to see somebody that's wanting to prove everybody wrong and I was mistreated at Madrid and uh, I, I need to be playing football and that. Like, for me, that, the reason he wasn't playing with Madrid 
showed in a lot of Spurs performances. I know he scored a few goals. Maybe, I don't know if he got to double figures. I think maybe got nine goals or something. But again, that was against your Burnleys and your Sheffield Uniteds and your, you know what I mean. I think at the top level, he's possibly done. I could be, I could be made to eat my words, but I, I think at the top level he's done. So it's up to him whether he wants to drop down a kind of level or two in terms of it, maybe. Europa League side or a, a top 10 side in England um, rather than just retire but I know if I was on that money I would I wouldn't be getting anywhere near a football club I'll do that right now Shankers, can, I present a, can, I, <laughs> can I present a scenario to you and you can say if I'm daft or no Me? Gareth Bale still plays for Wales but plays golf during the week right. <laughs> right. I, I see when you were going to come on to me I was going to say I think he would be quite happy to he was still taking over and still play for Wales, but no, actually, play club football. I, I know it ne- probably would never ever happen, but seeing that kind of player, I agree with Stevie. Where is the motivation? It doesn't seem like like there's players who love football out there, and you can see it in their performances and like De Bruyne and all that. And even when they win, they're still I've seen them coming off the pitch and they're, they're arguing because this wasn't done and this wasn't done, and I just don't get that. Film, I just don't get that feeling when you're watching him and stuff like that. It looks as if he wants to do well and, and do everything for his country, but as when I've seen him a few times for Spurs, you've seen glimpses, but it, see if Spurs are drawn now now or something and, and he's 20 minutes to go, I'm letting him drag my team through and get a 1-0 victory. I just don't see that film. And it, it is tough if he gets money like that, like I know he obviously will be struggling the news it is, but if he gets that following top and at his age, what is he gonna go and suppose maybe take him take him again? But it's, if they don't, is he gonna go? But I don't see the, the motivation to go down a level and no down a level as in, but down a kind of grade of teams in the Europa League. I, I don't see see him like that because it, it doesn't seem for the love of football anyway, that they obviously he like it. Because he plays it, but it doesn't. It? Just different people love football, like, like Ronaldo. He, I mean, he'll try and play to whenever he can. I just don't see that way. Regardless, you know, it's it's a strange one. I, I don't really get this the situation. And his interview, I think, it's a bit childish as well. To be honest, he's he's the captain of his country. They've just been put out, which I fair enough. You're not going to be happy about. But if you get paid that salary and you're the captain of your country. Be big enough to answer a question that I don't know. Just ask. Maybe even just say, even just say, like I'm not answering it now. I'll. I, I just never answer. Don't like that. I mean, doing a Piers Morgan, as we say. What's the point? There's plenty of people walked out, and I just thought it was a wee bit petty. If if somebody has stature today, something like that, it's just been not good. Fair enough, but at least have the decency to to answer the question really and just walk out. I think that's a wee bond professional, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to the other game that took place on Saturday at Wembley. Italy left it late, very late, and they got their 2-1 win over Austria, who battled hard to, to try and keep the Italians out. But Italy move on to play Belgium in the quarterfinals. Chiesa and Piscina get the two goals for Italy, while Kalajic got a late consolation for Austria. Steven, the Italians did it the hard way, but it was it turned out to be a very, very good performance in the extra uh, time to seal the result. It's, it's interesting because obviously after the group stages, everybody's raving about Italy and a lot of people's favourites. And then after this game, people are going, ah, there's no danger they're winning that. And, 
change people's perspective into it. But uh, it's probably a typical attack like that kind of. That's the way I thought Italy would be in this tournament in terms of like scraping wins and getting through. I didn't think they would be um, as expansive as they have been at, in the group stages anyway. But uh, that was along the lines more of the old old style Italy. Um, but ultimately getting the win, which is the most important thing in the knockout stages. Doesn't matter how you get through, just get through. Definitely. Shankers, what was your thoughts on Italy? It was some goal by Chiesa to get the, the ball rolling and then Pacina finished it off. It was, and I think the longer it goes, when it goes into these stages of the games, I think it, it favours the the stronger team like Italy, especially with, with substitutions and just, as Stevie says, Italians are normally good at, at getting a 1-0 and, and holding it out and stuff like that. That's not that Italy I've seen this tournament so far, but I think last night was was a test, and I think if they come against a stronger team, Austria would probably feel a wee bit hard done. But obviously, they end up Italy deserved it. But I mean, the goal chopped off and stuff like that. I think if Italy come up against a better side on that day, they're out the competition. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm not sure who they'll come up against uh, in the quarterfinals when the, uh, when the other games are played. But it'll be interesting to see when they come up against a a so-called bigger nation to see whether they they start that account at like free flowing football or whether they kind of sit in and try and get them an account. Now they're kind of capable of both. I just think if they open up against a, a bigger uh, side with, with more quality players, I think they could get get some trouble against them. Yeah, it's, it's Italy, Belgium next, and that is going oh, to be probably an intriguing clash. It's probably two teams that are very attacking. But Stevie, I will mention Austria briefly as well. They the group stage, you didn't really see that performance in them, but they they did they made that Italy what, didn't they? Uh, they really did. I mean, I think that's probably getting into the game. That might have been the game plan was to frustrate Italy because they have been, as I say, quite expansive in the group stages and just um, dig in and then try and get the game to a certain time and then try and nick a goal. Uh, nearly, well, never nearly what from we went two down, but I mean... Um, they certainly took them a long way longer than Italy would have been more comfortable with anyway that's for sure yeah definitely we'll move into today where we saw two other two other games and we saw a massive surprise coming up Holland now Czech Republic 2 Holes and Sheik with the two goals Sheik's continuing his impressive run of form at this European Championships Shankers do we think the red card for Holland change this game? I completely uh, I'm not no complaints straight red I probably is with the letter of the law. It's, I think it's a wee bit. Of, it is a red card, but it's just see the boy stumbling in that, and then he knows what he's doing. It he has, he's, he's kind of scooped it back to stop the boy. You can think he's stopped, but he's fallen. He's going to nick it, nick in, and he's going through one and one. So the letter of the law, it, it probably is a red card, and he's he probably has caused his team. I know it's probably harsh saying it, but. The red card changed the game completely, and it's. I think Frank De was a bit more. I don't know if his pride uh, got over him a wee bit, trying to stay with the three at the back and stuff mm. like that, rather than manage the game the way the way. I'm not saying the way it should. I'm in no position to tell him how to manage his team, but his his pride was sticking with the three at the back, and I, I just think that cost him a wee bit. They were getting. Obviously, when there's less men in the middle, they get picked off in the middle and then they get, they get countered on. And it's not even when 
Next one up. One no, I thought even at no no, but with it, when the uh, Holland had ten men, were still going to get beat. I just didn't see anything really fair them. And when it was eleven v eleven, I thought they were they were comfortable in the game. Malin really a golden chance, doesn't he? My that just shows you how fit we can change it. Twenty six seconds, I think it was. I seen he misses that chance. They got the part. There's a red card in the game. Changes. They could have brought one now and it went. A red card in the game completely changes on its head, and it just shows you checks on are, are no mugs. But no. let's be honest, it was still no no a a full red card, so they were still heavily in the game. But it changed it massively, and now they're playing against Denmark, and both both sides will, will fancy each other to to get through. They will probably be probably be glad that they've they've got a draw with each other, and that's a tight one to call. I'm not sure who won that one. Nah, it's going to be a good one to watch. Stephen, who was your takeaways for Holland Czech Republic? I uh, much as same as Shankers. I think if, again, if Holland take the lead in that game, I don't think you see anything for the Czech Republic. I think you just see the game out of scoring our two or three goals. But uh, to, to me, it's a stonewall red card. If I'm, if I'm that striker, I'm, I'm literally three yards away for the 18-yard box. I'm going in to have a shot on goal. And if you're stopping that, and it's not as if he fell on top of the ball. His hands came round the side of the ball and pulled it back. So... It's uh, to me that's a stone wall red card, but um, I thought uh, later, obviously after that, checks get into the game. They just played played to their strengths in a lot of aerial tussles. I mean, the first goal comes for header at the back post, and then a, a header back across goal. Um, and the second goal, the, uh, the boy Shex finish with the second goal is a f- fantastic finish. Uh, he's he's one for the watch. I know he's done very well. With, obviously, the goal against Scotland, but he's. Aye. His header against Scotland was unreal as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. I thought that Denzel Dumfries was brilliant for Holland. Uh, do, you know player, do you know there's another player who actually has been really good for Holland and he's probably under the radar? Frankie de Jong, I think, has just been so controlling uh, on the field. I know when Alden's getting all the credit, but Dumfries was... I think they were, he was all, he's always trying to make something happen, isn't he, Dumfries? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it helps when they're, they're playing the three at the back and he's yeah. getting the wing back role, so he's... He's kind of starting further forward when he's getting on the ball. Though. I, I thought he was brilliant up until even when even when they went down one now, he was still one of the ones that looked as if he, he could create some in that right hand side. But see for the, the first goal, I think it was the not the corner come in to the back stick and the boys knocked it across. The goalie's come away out. He looks up, he's never getting it, but he's come away out and followed the ball, and then it's a knock across and, and in the net. I thought he was a wee bit kind of dodgy. Mm-hmm. Aye. Stevie, Frank de Boer's coming under a bit of pressure. Do you think it's justified or is it just frustration that our, it's, our it's I think it's reactive to the result to the actual result. I think once it does settles, then they'll maybe go again because they were looking sh- strong enough to go on and do something in the tournament. I just think because they've obviously seen the draw they've got in the last sixteen and went, that's a gimme. You know what I mean? Aye, I know. Because they've went out, then people are um, they're fuming about it and because they, they, they didn't expect it but as I say I think once the dust settles they'll maybe look at it in the cold light of day and say right okay well we went through the group with quite quite a lot of ease we've got players young players coming through that are doing well and they play a no bad brand of football as well so I don't I, who, who are they going to bring in do you know what nice. I mean who, they, who would they bring in Wim Janssen a dick advocate for his nice fun <laughs> But it's it's opened this draw. This side of the draw did look not as not as competitive as the set as the other side of the draw. I think we'll, we'll all agree on that. But it's it's opened this side wide open. Shankers away 
Pulisic and I think you now towards the side of the draw. I mean, I, I think England and Germany will be sitting saying if if we whoever wins this game, uh, we've got a right good chance to get to the final. Of it is we say it's Holland, will be Holland, but obviously thinking that before and right. what happens, you can't get too complacent. Uh, but Czechs and, and Denmark, they they've got I've noticed they've obviously got something to lose now that they're playing against each other and they'll fancy themselves to beat each other. But if they get through that into the semi-final, everyone gets through. They'll be thinking, I mean, it's almost not a free hit, but they're they've done so good to get there that doesn't the pressure's on. They're not expected to to go and to get to semis and finals and tournaments like this. So it's interesting. I always like a wee underdog story getting there. You obviously you I really want to see a a France Germany a one of the two big nations, the two of the big nations in the final. But it's good to see a teams like lesser nations like the Czechs and. In Denmark, especially with it, with this tournament, the circumstances surrounding that, so it'll be good to see. And who who knows who'll be in the, the other side of the tie once we see what the other results are. Yeah, definitely. We'll just finish. Re- we'll just start recording after Belgium beat Portugal one 0 Thorgan Hazard with a, a thunder strike that gave put Belgium and set Belgium up for a tie against Italy. Shankers Belgium. Belgium won it tough as you said it was a proper end to end game but Belgium got the job done I think the goalie for that goal is question marks do you think if he stays still do you think if he stays in the middle with the net he saves it I think it's in the middle of the net it's no obviously it's got when you see the camera angles it's got a bit of left to right movement on it but it's no like right in the like tight to the post or right in the top corner and I'm wanting my goal today better today, to be honest. I know it's through bodies and stuff like that, but a top goalie, like Rui Patricio, he's a, he's, a, he's a top goalie, linked to go to Rome and stuff like that. He's, for me, I'm wanting my goalie to save that. If, if we can see the goal on a Saturday, I'm probably not happy at our goalie for mm-hmm. conceding it. So, but other than that, later on, Portugal were probably threatening, but probably not enough quality. I mean, Ronaldo probably the best header of a ball in the world, and nothing come in the box late on. It's all put to a crossing position, and it's right. We kind of got a cross in, turn, play it all the way back out the other side. I think seeming to see at that stage, especially knockout football, you need to be it's different if it's a league game or whatever, and you still get 10 odd games left to, to make up for it. But knockout football, I'm like, with chucking crosses in the box, especially with Ronaldo, what a threat he is. And, in the box and even the ones that did come in the box Fernandez and that wee floaty ones and stuff like that just nothing's direct and I'm wanting to be a bit more direct when my team's doing one now in a cup competition with, with five ten to go and, and you can see Ronaldo's frustration Fernandez and Joe Felix shooting for 30 yards out and stuff like that it's I just think that later on they had a lot of the ball and and they were threatening, but it was for areas of the part that Belgium are probably happy with them to have shots and, and crosses for that they, they feel like they could deal with. Ruben Diaz's head was probably the kind of closest one and the one after post, but other than that, we can't really complain about the result. Have you been disappointed with Bruno Fernandes in this tournament, considering how successful a season he's had at Man United? And he's probably been, a, apart from maybe Diaz, as you mentioned, he was probably the best player in the Premier League last season. I think you've got to be, I think, somebody like him and 
obviously it's a wee bit in the shadows of Ronaldo in the team and they're always going to be like that when you get somebody in the, the national team. But I think he has to be doing better, especially off the season they had at club level. He's been goals, assists, he's got great quality and he, can, he played his way out the team almost for, mm-hmm. for games like this. I mean, quarter-final, eh, last 16, sorry, of the European Championships, Bruno Fernandes shouldn't have been on the sideline and the manager also know he had the option to put him there because of performances in the first two games. So he's only got himself to blame, but I, I do want to see more for him, but I still, I probably want to see more for, for a few of the players. Yota, probably as well. Uh, Felix, I mean, he just, just won the league in, in Spain. He should be he should be more involved. Alado Silva. I, mean, I, I don't think I've seen him kick a ball with his right foot in that whole tournament. Okay. He's got some left foot on him, but <laughs> he's, he's just he's, he's very predictable at times. Just coming inside, and if he can't come inside, then he'll just swivel running about and play it to the right back. But I think when you've got Ronaldo on your team, you, all, all the players are, it's hard to, to keep up, up to their levels. Aye, definitely. Stevie, who was your takeaways in the game? I thought it was probably the right result in the end, but Shanker was Shankers was saying there wasn't many clear cut chances for Portugal. Um, you could see how frustrated Ronaldo gets when the ball doesn't come into the box. You can see it's all the hand gestures and all the <laughs> thumb away and looking at the sky and all that. And that, to be fair, that must be frustrating for the other players that play with him as well, because they just get the pressure of get the ball to him, get the ball to him, and uh, you can see it when when Shankers was saying when they were taking shots for thirty yards and that and. <laughs> it's as if in his head he's going you're no good enough for that what you oh, <laughs> the guy who keeps the goals um, but I think they, they've missed I think their full backs are poor Dallow was I thought he was shocking uh, uh, they've missed uh, João Cancelo for my side they've got Cancelo not Semedo I don't know what it was I think he got in the last game uh, he's like a against Germany they've uh, almost had their third choice right back Aye, but they're not shouting to um, get Samid. Somebody was like, ah, get him off. Was it not Pepe? Samid was like, Joker and Pepe's going, get him off. He's having an No, I just think it was a right result in the end. And Belgium's quality obviously came to the fore. But uh, I, 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 th- I feel like watching Belgium, it feels like to me like they've still got another year to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done themselves a wee bit, but I'm just waiting for them to absolutely scud a team. But Lukaku was brilliant. He's some he's, yeah, some he's touches are outstanding. He's getting balls up to his neck and he's controlling them and he's just taking them 40 yards up the pitch and taking the pressure right off him. Right. He's been he's been brilliant this tournament. There was oh, one late on where he's carried the ball 40, 50 yards up the park and he ended up breaking it down, but she's just gaining that, that territory for where they were in their half, carrying it up the park. I thought Belgium, I, I thought they didn't really get tested defensively and I thought the defence was there to be got at, but they were, I thought they were defensively they were they were really good tonight. Mm-hmm. Pepe's still a dirty, dirty man. Stevie, obviously Belgium were through the quarterfinals, but De Bruyne and Hazard went off injured. We don't know if it's it's serious or not, but how big a miss or particularly De Bruyne, because I think De Bruyne has been outstanding. Hazard we know has got a bit to find on, obviously what we've seen two two years ago, but how big are they a masses? Are they going to be if they're not available for the quarterfinal against Italy? I mean, either it's massive. It is massive for them. I mean, I think Belgium's maybe get a they've got a, a no bad squad. They've got decent players to come in. I like the boy Carrasco they brought on. Yeah, uh, 
Mertens is, I mean, he's been doing brilliant for Napa the last few years, but he's 34 now, so I don't know how much he's still got in the tank, but um, still a good player. So it's not like they're bringing in any uh, mugs for them, but at the same time, it's the Kevin De Bruyne I've talked about here. It's one of the um, top creative players in the world, so I think he'd be a massive miss. But I think De Bruyne will be all right. I'm not sure about Hazard. I think De Bruyne has looked more like just a knock. No. Than a ah, look, just... He'd maybe strap his foot up or whatever, but uh, I'm not sure about uh, hazards. I think it's going to be interesting. I think Hazard needs a big, he needs some, he needs a big boost of confidence. You can tell he's been dented after that that move to Real Madrid. Night. He's, he's found it impossible to stay fit. See, see Italy. If I didn't know that's where they get the next run, but see psychologically the, the lift you would get if you know they're not playing, but also. If, if you see them going off and then you see them available, right. they're like, oh, okay, oh, fucking, they're, they are available. I think mentally, never mind them, them playing an actual game, but I think mentally, knowing if they're not playing, it will give you a lift, but also, if you see the earth fit, you're like, oh, can we could be in ball all day. So, that'll yeah, be a good game, that one. do you know, I think they'll be saying to themselves, if they are playing, it's Italy we're talking about, right? Italy will go, whatever you do, first, 10, 15 Aye. minutes, absolutely nailed they two. Uh, <laughs> on, on, on the two bits that are injured, get through it. It's certainly not about, you know what I mean? They're going to smash life at them, aren't they? Aye, they are. That's clever, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you want. They're the best players. Aye. Definitely. Friday, though, we'll see Belgium play Italy. We'll move into the two games tomorrow with two other round of 16 games. The World Champions, France, play Switzerland. Shankers, we know what France can do and you've, you've tapped them to go, you've tapped him to go really far in this tournament. What do you think? Do, they th- do you think they need, to, they need to put in a big performance here? Obviously, they've had one one and two draws, but it's been some of the stuff they've played has been magnificent. But you, do you feel as if uh, they need a big performance to kind of get back to how good they are? I, I, th- I think you've not, they've not really done in where you've went, wow. Aye. I mean, you know what I mean, compared to what they were like at the World Cup. Still our favourites in, in my mind, and I, I thought they would win it for the start. But they've not really, they've got through top of the group. They've got a favourable draw in Switzerland. I mean, if, if they get through it, not at their best, well, and they've still got more to come going into the quarterfinals, it, it says a lot about them, to be honest. I think I think they should win the more comfortably. Uh, I know it's not a given in, in these kind of tournaments, especially what we've seen so far so it's, it's not a gimme by all means but your fancy in France to, to beat them beat Switzerland with two, two or three goals and especially on paper when you see it it's, it's not always going to work that way but I think if, if they get through that no playing at their best well what they're going to be like when they are at their best and I think maybe playing a, a better team you've seen them against Portugal with two, two. I think you've seen playing against a better team and a better quality player then you've seen them kind of lifting their game a wee bit and still think Mbappe and Griezmann's work great and stuff like that. It's been exceptional, but he's, I think there's still a wee bit more for, for him to come as well. Pogba's been brilliant, Kante as well. So I still think there is a wee bit more for France to come and I think if they if they raise their game a bit, they're going to be hard to beat. Definitely. Stevie, how do you see France and Switzerland going? I uh, see Michelin I think I think France will win the game. It just... Uh, it just depends what what side of them turns up. I think, I think looking at it, the type of player Mbappe is, he'll maybe look and think right, we're going to knock out rounds. 
there's going to be a lot of people watching. It's Switzerland. He could pretty much tear Switzerland apart himself. I've got a funny feeling he's going to turn it on again in this game and just get everybody talking about him again because everybody, we're waiting on him. We're waiting on him today, so I'm in the tournament, aren't we? Everybody, you, you watch him, there's, there's wee glimpses here and there, but we're, uh, the wee goalie got chopped off against, I think it was Germany, wasn't it? Was it Germany? Yeah, I had a great finish. Wee glimpses, so uh, I, I think he's going to run right against Switzerland, I really do. I don't see them having the defensive power to stop him. So I'm yeah. going to... I, They've got a 2 3 0 France. Do you know, he's, a, he's a going for a France win. I can see I can see France winning comfortably as well. I think they'll do a big performance. I'm going to go 2 0. I'm going to go Mbappe gets a goal. I'm going to go with Stevie in that. Later on, Croatia play Spain. This game has kind of had a wee bit of a story going into it. Obviously, Croatia have got a, a bit of a COVID outbreak. Perisic has been ruled out through COVID. So, does this give Spain the advantage, Shankers? I think they were favourites going to anyway. Obviously, Perisic is is one of Croatia's better players. So, so as I said before, talking about psychologically, you know, something like that, it must be a, a wee bit of a lift. But you don't want to get over complacent. I mean, Spain, I'll be watched. I'll have probably watched uh, the game back against Scotland or somebody will have watched it and analysed it. And, and basically, you, you just need to, you need to get somebody sit some doing Modric and don't let him don't let him go and and if you give him space like Scotland but it won't hurt you because he's he's that's the type of player he is. he's he's that good that that he can he almost won that game single handedly uh, I mean his his goal was exquisite I think a uh, few passing moving stuff like that he, he moves the ball so quick and that's because you give him time and space if if you don't give somebody like him time and space then it's, he'll come come and get the ball, but he'll bounce it back the way. He'll not be able to turn it and, and thread balls through. So I think Spain, Spain, Spain are, are a, a team that's kind of going through a transitional period. So you don't know what you're going to get for them at times. I still fancy them, but I think you have to stop stop Modric playing and, and it gives you every chance. I think England done that in the first game when they've got Phillips. Phillips is in there. He's over the top of him. He, he had a really good game, uh, Calvin Phillips. And... I think when they stopped Modric, they, they stopped Croatia, and Croatia weren't really very impressive in that first game against England, but they've still got players that can hurt you with Rebic and Kramaric or something yeah, like that. I expect him to play now if, if Perisic is out, so they've still got players to, to hurt Spain, but I fancy Spain in this one off, off the back of a convincing win against uh, Slovakia. Stevie, we look as if we're going to see one change for Spain, it looks as if Alvaro Morata is going to be we drop to the bench and Ferran Torres is going to come in. Do you, do you get that decision after kind of Marata's kind of tournament so far? Uh, he's been getting pelters, hasn't he, for, for, <laughs> long, for the Spanish media and stuff. Uh, I think it's maybe a combination of his poor form and maybe the pressure for the Spanish media to, to change it because if he didn't and they lost the game, you know that's what's going to get blamed on. Well, one of the reasons anyway. Um, after, uh, to me, I think this is an interesting game. I, I would, when I'm betting, I'm, I'm going nowhere near this game. Because I, I genuinely think it could go either way. Um, I think obviously with the COVID outbreak, that's a big miss because he's a physical, a physical player. Um, the ball when the ball's over hit for the right to the back post, you fancy him to win the ball all the time. Um, Ivan Perisic because he's really, really physical and he's got lots of experience, so it'll be a miss. But I like I like Kovacic in the middle with, with Modric as well. I like the way they've got a good wee blend with each other. 
he's a he's quite an underrated player, Kovacic. So goes under the radar a lot, especially at Chelsea. Been good for Chelsea recently. Uh, he's been very good for Chelsea. So I think all the for all seem to be around Mason Mountain stuff with Chelsea and he just seems to go on with his job. But I think this will be an interesting game. I don't think it will be a straightforward one for Spain. Um, maybe it could be drawn in somebody to win after extra time penalties yeah. possibly. That's what I'm thinking. I think this could this could potentially go all the way. But I, I do think Spain just have the edge. I think that we know we know what Spain can do. It's just if they get that final that final finish. But I think I do think Spain will win an extra time. What's your final prediction, Stevie? Uh, I'll go for one 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 one, and then I'm going to go Croatia an extra time. Croatia, big call. Shankers, what are we going for? I think Spain will win it ninety minutes. Big call for Shankers. I, I didn't, I didn't realise Paris it was it that you said there. I think that's a, a huge miss for them. Psychologically, it's a big miss. Psychologically, Anky, it's Anky, a big yeah. miss. Definitely. Yeah. They, they lost a boy against Scotland and Barisic had to come in, so I don't know if yeah, he then start the match at left back as well. It'll give them a, some some good uh, width and, and good deliveries uh, in the box. I still I think Croatia miss Manzukic. He's they, they know, that number nine. The, like. the best striker in the world, but he was physical and yeah. was in the box. He's, he's a big presence, but it's going to be tight. I think I think it could be if it's in one in ninety minutes. I think it could be one 0 either way. But I'm going to go with Spain. Spain. We're going for so Elisa Spain. I get the choice of us here, Stevie. We have a game on Tuesday. There's a game on Tuesday night. I don't know if you know. It's a, it's a big, massive game taking place at Wembley. England play <laughs> Germany. Give us, a, give us a prediction. How do you see the game going? Uh, well, I'll be having uh, Wiener schnitzels for dinner. <laughs> uh, I'll be playing with my Wayne's toy tanks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I think... It's so hard not to, to, to like the English media and the side, the, the way they go on about it. And this is the best chance for years. And I mean, they're playing Germany. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I pulled Germany as one of the, they were going to be the poor oh. team. <laughs> um, but I suppose they've been quite inconsistent getting through the group. But you can just, in a game like England Germany, you can never, you could never write the Germans off. And I just, I like the way they're getting played down. I like them getting into the game last because if England approach that game in any other way other than taking them as serious as they should, then it's going to be a struggle for them. Um, as much as I'd... Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going for Germany, I really am. Because I'm supporting them, so I'm not going to say they're going to lose, am I? So I'm going to... <laughs> so Stevie gives Germany a vote. We're going to preview that game tomorrow night and we're Euro 2020 show as we look to the... We'll look at how that game might go. We'll also review the games that we, we spoke about today. Stevie, thanks very much for being our guest tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. No worries. Cheers. Thank you. Brilliant. Shanker's pleasure as always. Oh, pleasure's mine, Scott. Brilliant. Thanks very much to everyone who's tuned in. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And for more, please follow our channels. And for more breaking news info, thanks very much, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>